I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Joe Watling. Good morning, everyone. If there was ever a psalm that we can really relate to at the moment, when we're feeling so overwhelmed by the world that we live in, it's this one. The words of this psalm of David echo the cry of so many of us who despair of what we see when we read the news or watch TV, when we hear what our children are being taught or who is influencing them on social media. If we look at whose words in society are listened to, what values are upheld, it seems so contrary to our faith at times and to God's word that it can and it should lead us to fall on our knees and look up as David did and cry, help, Lord. So let's go go through this psalm, Psalm 12. Let's go through it verse by verse. Verse one, help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Dramatic stuff. We don't know the exact circumstances under which David wrote this psalm, and it could have been during many different periods of his life. But we do know that David knew what it was like to feel like the faithful followers of God were disappearing. David was a warrior and a fierce soldier, but he also had to deal with people gossiping about him and backbiting, people being fake and deceitful. David knew what it was like to feel all alone in this kind of a battle, where it seemed that no one would speak up and defend him. So how did he deal with that? He took his case to the Lord. I'm sure that David at times would probably have preferred to do battle with sword and shield rather than deal with the gossips and the backbiters surrounding him. Verse two, everyone lies to their neighbour. They flatter with their lips but they harbour deception in their hearts. This psalm was probably written at the time in David's life when he was in the court of King Saul. We know that the king was jealous of David, of his popularity and his anointing. And we can imagine what it must have been like for David hearing people around him trying to win King Saul's favour by putting him down, by speaking lies about David and telling Saul things that he wanted to hear. Flattering lips. This implies that instead of being honest and real, people just say what they think others want to hear. There are many people like that today, perhaps even within the church. And instead of standing up for God's truth, they tell people a watered down version of the truth of the Bible that's a bit more palatable. They leave out the difficult bits. (laughs) They tell us to live our best lives and to put ourselves first and to take some me time. They teach us to put a filter on our Instagram photos so we look better than we really are. They rarely tell us things that, like loving others, even our friends and family, can often come at a cost. It sometimes requires sacrifice, requires time, it can require money. It can require just sitting and listening to someone pour out their woes without giving anything back. They often don't tell young people that being beautiful or popular is not actually a great source of joy. It comes and it brings huge amounts of social anxiety and feelings of low self-esteem. 
Let's look at the next few verses, verses three to five. Um, they are a plea for God to judge those who speak wickedly. So let's read them. Verse three. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. As I read these verses, um, as I, it occurs to me that God's words and his wisdom for those at the very top of society, the successful, the wealthy, and those who seem to have it all, his words and his wisdom for them, who he loves, of course he loves everyone, is that they are careful not to store up their treasures on earth or put their faith in things that will one day be destroyed, not to put their identity in those things, not to find their value in those things. He tells them, tells us that charm and beauty are fleeting and deceptive. He tells us that wealth can be eaten and destroyed by moths, tiny little insects. God loves the wealthy and the successful, but he knows that these things can be a stumbling block. Fame and power and wealth can be a stumbling block for many, and it can lead us away from trusting in him. God looks out for the lost and the lonely, the sick and the disabled, the vulnerable and the needy, those who are insecure and whose society sees as worthless. He talks about setting prisoners free, leaving the 99 to find the one lost sheep. He lifts up little children high and he tells us to be humble like them. He says religion in its purest form is looking after widows and orphans and keeping oneself from being polluted by the world. Look at the Beatitudes. He says, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I believe that if Jesus walked on the earth today and came to London, he would be in the poorest areas, the worst estates, the refugee camps. He'd be in Soho in the middle of the night, in Brixton in the crack houses. He'd be in the prison cells. He would seek out those whose society despises and rejects. He would find those people who never had a chance in life, who were born into poverty or into chaotic and dysfunctional families who couldn't look after them properly. Let's read on. Here comes the relief. We often find relief in the middle of a psalm when David is at the end of himself. And here it comes, verse six. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver, purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. Don't you often wonder what we would do without the Bible? All that teaching, all that gold that we get every Sunday. How would we live without that wisdom and truth? Don't you marvel at the way God's ways are so different from our ways, from the ways of the world, and they can seem so hard at times, but they bring us such joy, such peace, such hope. His peace can transcend understanding. He can bring peace and joy to everyone in every circumstance. He can bring hope and redemption to addicts, to victims of abuse who thought their lives were ruined forever. He can restore broken relationships. He can give the insecure and the fearful the confidence they need to use their gifts to serve him. He can pick us up. He can turn us around. He can put our feet firmly back on solid ground. He can help us to soar like eagles in the middle of the worst storms of life. Let's read the final two verses. Verse seven, eight. You, Lord, will keep the needy safe. You, Lord, will protect us forever from the wicked who freely strut about, 
when what is vile is honoured by the human race. We all have reason to doubt, to feel discouraged, to feel like giving up at times. But this Psalm of David tells us that life back in his day was just as frustrating and godless as it is today. Ecclesiastes tells us that nothing is new under the sun. Nothing shocks God. Nothing is too difficult for him. So let's stand on David's shoulders this morning. Let's pray big prayers as we go into the bank holiday weekend. Let's take comfort from our late queen who said this. Only a few acknowledged Jesus when he was born. Now billions follow him. The message of Jesus is never out of date and is needed as much as ever. Let's pray for God to lead us, his people, to the brokenhearted and the lonely, for God to speak through us to this generation and bring revival. Thank you for listening to HTC Day.